this is Mariah. And this is Jess. And this is Rose. And, and this, this is Foolish Gals Podcast. On like a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pull it up anyway. That's fine. I've just started rolling so I can just edit out the beginning. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's because I have to sign into mine. Because I'm still signed as foolish. But like I've never seen something more accurate. There is this um like family photographer who mm-hmm. got on TikTok and made a video and he was like, um, I can always tell the the adults who were ready to be parents and the ones who just wanted babies. And I was like actually words though, have never been spoken. Actually though. Because like mm-hmm. people want this, they don't want that. Once I turn like I don't like once the whole they get a mind twos, of their own. But once they, I think it's more be once they become a little more conscious of things. Yeah, once they want to, they want to test the boundaries. Exactly, they want to see what they can do and what they and can't. That is and what not they a lot of people do. are ready for that. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready to get your privacy almost, if not completely taken away from you, don't have a kid. <laughs> okay, so hello, hello everyone. Hello. hello, my ghouls. This is another um, episode, Sans Jeff. Yes. I don't know why I almost said R.I.P. She's not dead. <laughs> She's not no, dead. I want to reiterate no. that. That's um, another. We've been talking about somebody who's passed away, so that's why that's maybe kind of yeah. at the forefront. <laughs> but I miss her nonetheless. Oh, She'll be back on. soon. She'll maybe be back I soon. should. Pause. No, it worked last time. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it worked last time. Okay. It's fine. So... Today I will be hosting this episode, Rose, if you didn't recognize my voice, which I wouldn't be offended, honestly, but um, I have another another spooky case. You know, I'm going to be paranormal. honest, I was really hoping you would cover La Llorona oh, because it's October. Honestly, <laughs> should I just say screw it and make that the next episode? Like, Fuck I'm yeah. sure I can find up a quick. Oh, little yeah. thing to read off and well, like give like personal experience. Personal yeah, experience. personal experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Look out for yeah. that one next. I one. mean, granted, it'll be end out. It'll end up coming out right in November, likely. Mm. Well, but still, still spooky season still until Thanksgiving, spooky. bitches. Actually, <laughs> all right, I second that. But um, we are ha- we're gonna talk about another case where a like ghost solved their own murder i guess so kind of going along with my teresita basin mm-hmm. this one takes place way before then in 1897 and it is of a girl named elva zona hester shoe that sounds familiar yeah so she's also known as the Greenbrier ghost i believe it's west virginia virginia yeah so she was a farmer's daughter from a small yet humble village of Livesay's Mill in Greenbrier County. This is in Virginia. She was well-liked and well-mannered. Um, she ended up dying on January 23rd in 1897. So the story is a little bit over the place just based on how I got my notes. Yeah, so bear with me. it's really hard to like find consecutive. chronological mm-hmm. unless you spend like... You do all your research mm-hmm. unless you're a freak like me and you do all your research. I did and then that you one. Stuff I did that for my Teresita case, but this one I typed out instead of writing, so I just was just typing and let it flow, kind of. So yeah, we're gonna start with a little bit of backstory on her husband. So, but when they when she died, they were only married for three months, so it was a very new husband, and it's kind of why I'm giving the backstory. It's kind of like their introduction. So okay, 
Um, um, also, before you get too into it, I'm going to apologize for all the backpacks that might possibly be heard on. We've got the little one with us, so if you hear some little babbles or little here and there noises, please just I tried to get be Ryan patient and understanding of us. Because I forgot Ryan had D&D game night tonight. Mm, and I like, gotcha. Ah. Ah. It happens. <laughs> so, her husband's backstory, his name is, I might pronounce this wrong, Erasmus Stribling Shoe. But he, like, often referred and introduced himself as Edward, though most people would end up calling him Trout. So, like, his nickname was Trout. I think maybe Erasmus was hard to, like, maybe it was hard to pronounce or something, and he just figured Edward would be easier for people. So, in the summer of 1896, um, he made the move from Droop Mountain, Pocahontas County, Virginia, to her sleepy village of the Livesays Mill in Greenbrier County. So he was a tall, muscular man who was relatively handsome, and he would go on to get a James at a, a James a job at James. <laughs> I read a word ahead. Yeah, um, that's he would the go on to get. We're not sure you have or not. Yeah, that's the dyslexia <laughs> I mentioned. Me possibly having or not having, but um, he would go on to get a job at James Crookshanks Blacksmith Shop. So he's a blacksmith. So mm-hmm. muscular again. I want to reiterate that. You'll see why later. Like, no, I'm going to try not to talk too much in this because I've heard this case before. Mm, gotcha. Um, so I don't want to like spoil. Jump ahead mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Shortly after arriving to the small village, he had come to take an interest in Elva, who was commonly called by her middle name Zona by loved ones. But just for the sake of the story, I'm going to keep saying Elva. I think Elva is such a pretty name. I think it is too. <laughs> I feel like it flows off the tongue easily. Yeah. You know. So she too became interested in this sudden foreigner and quickly became smitten by one another. Soon after, they recorded and then went on to be married at the Methodist Church on October 20th of 1896, mere months after Edward's arrival. So I don't know. Fast track. (laughs) When researching this, I don't know if this is just like a witchy thing, which we were talking about earlier, but I noticed the number three coming up a lot. Like, it was well, three months. Um, it's either a witchy thing or the pattern recognition from the tism. <laughs> both, probably. <laughs> I was gonna say Honestly, it's probably both. There was just a lot of three. It was weird. So, like, three months after he moved, and then, like, later on, we'll get into the other three significant yeah. things. But, you know, it was just odd. Anyways, appearing to all as a happily newlywed couple, though clearly no one really knew what was going on behind closed doors. As is always the case. I feel like, really yeah. I feel like they're just so good at hiding anyways yeah that's that's don't want to step too far ahead be a whole nother (laughs) oh yeah episode so on the afternoon of january 23rd of 1897 just three months again after being wed edward had gone to the home of a martha jones who was often referred to as like aunt martha i don't know if it was like to them specifically or to like the community but i feel like it would be more like the community kind of thing yeah i feel like a lot of people like mom friends kind of thing but like Mm -hmm. the aunt so yeah while he was there, he requested that her son, Anderson Jones, go check on Elva and see if she needed anything from the market as she wasn't feeling well. So he was like, just go check on her. I'm going to head to the store. If she needs anything, you know, let me know. So upon entering the home, the boy was met with a horrifying scene. Of I'm sorry. Elvis. I hope you know it's so hard for me to keep my mouth shut because this case actually kind of makes me mad. It makes me angry, too. Like, I saw it in your face and I was just like, yeah, me too. Like, I'm just as upset. Especially because, like, the way I framed it, I'm trying to be very unbiased. Right. So, as, as we should be. We're yes, here to give exactly. the facts and bring mm-hmm. the victims to light. That is what we're exactly. here to do. 
but you might just hear the tension in our voice. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, upon entering the house, he was like met with this horrifying scene of Elva's lifeless body at the base of the stairs in their home. Her body lay face down, one arm and stretched remember, out. This is a son. This is not an adult. This is yeah. This is like a, a child. child I wanted like it was a discrepancy. They said anywhere from nine years old to like thirteen years old. Regardless, too young. I still yeah. I still body. think that's freaking insane. Like, I don't even know what I would do now as a twenty-two year old if I stumbled across it. like right. Just I can't like imagine a child. Like I've handled dead bodies, but I was a CNA. Mm-hmm. I've done postmortem care, but just randomly stumbling across right. one—that's a whole different. Ball scary. Game. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> tell them about all the dead bodies you've apparently found. For real, you can't even crawl yet. But my past sure. lives, man. <laughs> things I've seen. <laughs> I was actually on the Titanic. Actually, no, I, no, no, that's stop. Just terrifying for me though. No, it's so weird. I think okay. I, I think I did have a past life because when I was young, and I mean like too young to be wanting to be interested yeah. in that. I was like eight or nine. I, when oh, I wait, tell okay, you, listen, maybe ten. all of us autistic people though we have. Yeah, it's uh, Titanic is a big one. Egypt is a big one. Like for to have as like I a knew everything. Interest. Like I knew how many yeah. rooms, how many people, same. what they ate during the no. lunch, breakfast, Literally and dinner. Like same. I knew what they played as the last song. I, I knew so the orchestra stoked. people. Like I knew everything. I was so stoked when my class took a trip. Um, when the Titanic exhibit. Oh Was yes. in Chicago. Yes. I was in like seventh grade or something like that, and oh, we took a trip to I the wish. museum. I was so fucking stoked. Oh my god. So fucking stoked. No, okay, but like a fun fact that I just know off the top of my head, fun I didn't have to look up. Because I saw like a, a TV show about it, one of those history shows, mm-hmm. and I just found it so interesting because Mariah is my name, you mm-hmm. know? But one of the band members um, had this violin that was a gift to him from his. I don't remember if it was his I, girlfriend or his wife, but her name was Mariah, and she had it, like, engraved and everything, and she wasn't on the Titanic, but, you know, he went down, and then the violin was recovered, and then it was returned to her, and her name was Mariah, and she was, like, either married oh to God. or, like, like going to be married to this man, mm-hmm. like, in the band, and I was just like, oh, Mariah's mine! <laughs> um, and I just thought it was like so interesting, but that's a, like a fun, sad yeah. little fact because you know obviously we know the band never yeah stood a chance. They willingly gave their lives, but still, fun little fact. Because um, my name is I Mariah. do remember. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Wasn't there supposed to be like a second type? Did it ever happen? Was there, I thought there, like, I feel like I remember hearing, like, a few years ago, maybe semi-recently, that they were supposed to do another, like, they're building a replica, yeah. and that it's supposed to take the um, same... Here's my thing. thing the same sale. <laughs> Did people not look at fucking history? Because, like, have you, like, heard all, like, the weird stuff about Titanic, about how, like, there was literally a book written years and years and years and years before the Titanic, like, a really old book mm-hmm. before Titanic was even, like, a thought about a ship that the same exact thing happened oh my to. God. And I think in the book, the ship might have been called the Titanic. If I'm remembering, I might be misremembering. Okay, I'm so sorry. There's a lot of Titanic thoughts in my head right now, me. and I'm really tired and sleep-deprived, so just, like, bear with me. But, yeah, so there was a book written where the it. same exact thing happened. It was called Titan. 
Titan. wreck of Titan. Yes. Oh, that's still insane. Yeah. Though. The fact that it's like so, and then like, literally Titanic. three words away from yeah. Right. And then then we have like the Titan submersible. Yeah. Maybe just don't do anything with the word Titan. Literally. Do we know Maybe who keep the it Titans out. were? We don't want to be associated with the Titans. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> it's okay. We did go on a little tangent, but it's okay because I was just as equally interested in it. So. Good, because that was off the top of my head. <laughs> I googled it. Just, it. I fact checked her. She's correct. <laughs> in my head. I love it. Okay. So, her body lay face down, one arm stretched up, the other bent and under her chest, and her legs lay straight out like beneath her, and her head tilted slightly to the side. The boy, obviously, like, stricken with fear, ran back home right, he's to a let Edward child. know. Yeah. So he let, he went back home to let Edward know of the frightening scene he had just come across, as well as to fetch the coroner. So I want to reiterate that this is, like, in, like, 1890-something, so it took a while. Right, right. You're not just calling the police, yeah. and then they're sending an ambulance, exactly. and then they're calling the coroner. Yep. So Edward arrived before anyone else and lay completely distraught, hovering over his body, his wife's lifeless body. I know, no, because say I couldn't even say the I sentence. Saw, I saw the look. I saw you see my look, <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, bitch, I get it." No, because when I was reading this, I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" And then, like, I got to the end, I was like, "Right, right," and like, part of it is like. You know what? No, anyways, it's fine. keep. Going. <laughs> yeah, I was like, anyways, <laughs> let's not jump out of ourselves. <laughs> let's let the yeah. the listeners hear this. Sorry, story. guys, we're ruining. This is like the worst. <laughs> anyways, Edward had arrived obviously before everyone else, and he was sobbing over her. So once the coroner, it was Coroner J. M. Knapp, arrived. It was an hour later <laughs> again. Sorry, just to I reiterate, Knapp is funny to me. Uh, no, it was funny to little nap. He might have actually needed a little fucking nap. After, after, never mind. Not gonna. Uh, <laughs> again, so he showed up an hour later, as this was again the late 1800s. So resuscitation was attempted, but to no avail. She was clearly gone. Uh, to be fair, don't they have to? Try resuscitate. Yeah, they have to. Like even even if it's like even if she's blue in the face and it's very obvious. I just remembered, to. um, because like there was this one person. I think it's I also because work. way back in the time, a lot of people were often like buried alive. Right. So. Well, that's why there was like the, the bells with the bells yeah. and like the mm-hmm. viewfinder thingies. But um, no, I, when I was a CNA and I was working night shift at this one nursing mm-hmm. home, there was this resident, and I walked in and they were fine. Like, I mean, they were in the process of dying. They right, but they, they were, were fine. going through okay. And then I went out to go, like, do the rest of my rounds. And then my mom came and found me because we worked at the same mm-hmm. nursing home. And she came and found me and was like, I need you to help me do postmortem carries. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we go in. And she was like, I'm going to start getting the stuff, like mm-hmm. all the rags and stuff, towels and right. stuff to clean the body. Mm-hmm. you got to go get the nurse. And I was like, Okay. And so the nurse had to, like, try and do yeah. the pulse and had to do, like, this and that and eight yeah. million other things before she could finally say mm-hmm. it was deceased. pronounced. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I, I think it's crazy, too. Like, I get and it. Like, it's listen, also like, if you've ever seen a dead body, you, you know. You, you know when it's, it's the slightly agape, yeah. like, complete limp, complete. And, like. One of his eyes was like slightly open, mm, and it's you can just, tell. 
It's there's, just lifeless. Like exactly. I don't know how else to say it. When like, people say they the spirit leaves the, the light body, yeah, leaves like, this literally. person's eye, it literally there's nothing Diminished. left. It's like it almost it almost like feels like their eyes are just black. Like it's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's like it's like a puppet. Just like it feels like and oh, like a lot of times when especially like researching cases as often as we do like. A lot of times you'll hear, oh, I thought it was a mannequin. Like, I thought it was fake. Right. I thought it was, like, like a, the black like, dahlia. Yeah, people yeah. thought it was just... People like, thought she can't. was just it's, a mannequin. Yeah, because it's just... it. Our brain doesn't process it because it's, like, no way, you know? It's, okay, hold on. Speaking of our brains processing, because I know... Um, I know people are going to find comfort in this. But did you know that, like, if you um, read a lot, for instance... Um, and you get, like, really, really, really distraught at the death of a character in a book. I know what you're about to say. And it's when because, I found that out, I yes, was like, why? I know. I was mind Your brain literally cannot differentiate between fictional this was a fictional and... character and a real-life person. So I think that's crazy that you mentioned that because for a long time, I could not cry to movies. Like, sad movies, I don't, like, not that I didn't care, but, like, it didn't affect me, really. Right. But, like, I'm super into Marvel. Anyone that knows me knows that Marvel is my fucking thing. And when I tell you, when I saw Infinity Don't War fucking in theaters, stop it, because I will start crying I right now. Sobbed. I've already been trying. I sobbed. And I hate the bitches that got into Marvel after Endgame came out, because I had to wait three fucking years, because I saw right. it in theater, and Same. I had to freaking grieve the loss. And when I say I grieved the loss, I mean, I literally, I was crying. Well, like, I was here's sobbing. The thing. Okay, I was because, like, oh. Listen, I love the comics too, and like mm-hmm. same. But you can't just go off the com- the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe combined mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. comic art. Infinity Wars, the Infinity Saga. There's like Young Stop Avengers. It. I'm pretty sure is coming up. Like Secret Wars. That fucking killed me. I was like, dude, no, because for like months anytime that said I don't anytime anyone said I don't feel good I'm like shut the fuck up shut the fuck okay, up okay shut the do you know fuck when you said um one time like one of the last times mm-hmm. we recorded you were like I love you three thousand I was like stop it stop it right now okay so anyways let's actually <clears throat> okay back to the Greenbrier ghost so resuscitation was attempted but to no avail as she was already gone Edward still in utter distress requested that they desist from further examination. Mm-hmm. to respect her body mm-hmm. in which the coroner listened and it was the understanding of the coroner that this was a death of natural causes in which he mm-hmm. was quoted saying that she died in an everlasting faint now that i said it this I way because this i think it's the really 1800s cool, but okay. yeah this is just the 1800s and this merely meant that she had a heart attack just for like people who don't know because i definitely was like what does that even mean but I wanted to include it because I feel like it sounds fancy. <laughs> like right. Ever- like, well, it's also kind I'd of like... I'd much rather call it an everlasting faint than a heart attack. Right. Like, it sounds more... I don't want to say elegant because it's not elegant to die, but it's it just elegant. The, it just gets me because, like, you know... I mean, I her, guess you could die Her husband but... was like, oh, yeah, let's just respect her body. And the coroner was like, cool. Yeah. It's kind of like when Lizzie Borden got out of, um, like, oh, where did that bloody dress go? Oh, I, I was on my monthly... And the, the oh people, god. all the yeah. men were, we're like, like, oh, oh god. god, okay, ah. never mind, I don't need to see it. <laughs> so she god. got away with burning evidence Jesus because god. she said, oh, I was on my monthly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fine. This is the 1800s. Yeah. It's what it yeah. is. It, it is what it is. Okay, keep going. <laughs> this is the hell of an 
this is this is one roller coaster of an episode but honestly i'm kind of here for it okay so not only did edward end up hindering the coroner's examination his behavior following her death were noted by the village as being oddly strange Though most would shrug it off, <laughs> though most would shrug it off as a grieving husband grieving the loss of his newlywed wife. Which to be fair, which to be nobody fair, nobody grieves the same. They, yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I was reading this. Like, uh, no one grieves the There's same. There's me playing devil's Not advocate. Not only that, but they were only married for three months. Like, imagine if you married the actual love of your life. And you were like, cool, we're married now. This is three months, and then it just gets all ripped. Well, okay like it's you. also like, like, is it denial? Yeah, is it true? You know, there's stages. There is know, stages. Like, Literally, the f- seven, five, five or seven, seven. I think seven, five is for something else. Never mind. Anyways, maybe um, it's five. Five stages of grief. Pretty sure it's five. We'll go with five. <laughs> We're gonna say five. <laughs> the coroner would oddly enough change the manner of death to childbirth, which was strange, as like Elva was never known to be pregnant, never mentioned it to anyone, not even her mother. Which in that time she most definitely would have unless she felt unsafe doing so. Which which would have been. We'll get on later on. We'll get into it later on, but they were like inseparable. Her and her mom, they were like best friends. So as was custom in the Victorian era, friends and other women of the community were supposed to wash and dress the deceased. Edward, however, would have none of this. Do you know what so No, I won't get into another tangent. Oh, I wanna hear it though. Okay. So listen. (laughs) More and more and more now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, men are, like, less likely to be hired in things, in, like, mortuaries and stuff like that because men are known to... Stop, stop, stop. Disgusting. Defile bodies. Um, and, um, like, in ancient Egypt, when a... Necrophilia, um, that's the word. I was trying to yes, think of it. Yeah. And, like, in ancient Egypt, when a woman would die, they would have to let her body decay more than they should so that the men mummifying... Didn't what the yo <laughs> yo y'all are nasty okay not like you guys specific well hopefully not you well, guys specifically right. but the people who do that stuff are nasty what I don't I don't understand how you can live with yourself when you do some morbid disgusting how do you not unthinkable shit like that like I don't. how do you go home and sleep at night how do you feel like, okay after that oh. I feel like I'd be traumatized. Like, like, a fun fact, dead bodies can still pass on, like, STDs and stuff. I actually didn't know that, but I guess that does make sense. No. Like, not all of them. Some of them, a lot of them are, like, I, I assume fluids, it also depends how far into rigor mortis they yeah. are and, like, all sorts of other factors. But, like, there have been women who have gotten, like, these weird random diseases and they didn't know why and then come to find out they're, the men they were with had been... Necrophiliacking. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, that's my what I'm god! Gonna call it. Necrophiliacking. That is a word now. I actually kind of imagine. Like, I don't like you... the that word meaning, but I like the right. way that sounded. But like, imagine if you're like sleeping with this guy, and then and you're you like, find out, God, like I'm just not doing. I have this disease, and then Stop. come to find out it's because he a dead. <laughs> no, that's not a fun no, fact. No, that is not <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Disturbing facts with Mariah. 
Maybe that's what, maybe we should stop calling it fun facts. <laughs> Disturbing facts with Mariah. No, we we can have like the part two, you know. The yeah. Fun facts can actually be the fun facts, and then there's also the disturbing facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's perfect. Yeah. So Edward would be having none of this, despite the customs Edward insisted on dressing her himself. Which is very surprising to me that they let that fly because yeah. the Victorian era was very We're strict. Boop boop boop. Yes, I agree. And he said boop. Yeah. Like, it's like, actually, mm. let me just flip all so, this on its top, baby. Yeah. So, he would end up choosing a high-necked and stiff-collared dress, pairing it with a scarf, which the coroner would go on to mention did not match. However, Edward insisted that it was her favorite, so she must be wearing it. So, to all of this, he would then add a veil, as well as positioning pillows around her neck and face, claiming he wanted her to be comfortable, which, like, I'm iffy on that. I'm like, sorry, really, if y'all could see my face right now. comfortable? <laughs> she's, she's gone, buddy. She don't feel... Like, what? Like, maybe maybe it was him grieving, but also, Listen, like... if you're listening mm. to this episode right now and you're not getting, like, the ick vibes, I'm gonna you, need you... You're, you're cold. You gotta start off. trusting yeah. yourself, okay? Trust that gut. <laughs> because you should most definitely be getting the ickies right now. Major ickies. Oh, anyways. Yeah, as soon as I read the whole hindering the coroner's examination, I, like, I was like, yeah, yeah I don't like this guy. Yeah, clicks into place, and you're like, <laughs> ah, disgusting, despicable. Okay. So, the wake was particularly <laughs> I'm peculiar. Sorry. I'm sorry, did, did you ever watch Adventure Time? Come on, grab your friends. Yes. Okay. The <laughs> Lemonhead just came to my... Unacceptable! I just woke up my own son. More baronies. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. By the way, if you caught on to that, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, you're... We're friends. We're besties. Because we say that all the time on Bestie this show. Bestie besties. And like... It's fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Making bacon pancakes, you take some bacon, bacon and you put it in a pink. <clears throat> okay, so... This week was... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't even get through this. I can't even get through one page, Ooh. man. My God. Ooh. This is going to be a lot of editing yeah. for Mariah. Sorry. <laughs> so. Sorry. I'm the one who it. Well, listen. I'm also not helping by... Um, I don't even... I can't speak English right now. I can't think of the word. By uh, not imploring. Encouraging. Encouraging this. Yeah. So... The wake was particularly peculiar, as Edward was still hovering over Elva's body, weeping and pacing back and forth, which most, I want to mention, most deemed outlandish for this stoic blacksmith. Like, no one had ever seen him even right. shed a tear. Like, well, that especially also, back in the day, like, masculinity, toxic masculinity was yeah. freaking... I'm like, rude. I'm sorry, but if I'm her family, I'm about to tell him, like, dude, shut the... Not Literally. his mom, because she would get... So many, mm-hmm. but if I'm her dad, I'm about to be like, dude, shut the, fu- sit the fuck down, like, bro, like, get a get grip. away, get dude. a grip, and let me freaking <laughs> grieve, okay? This is my You're child. You're not the only one grieving here, <laughs> motherfucker. So he also clearly hindered loved ones from getting too close from her body, making them hard to really say goodbye to their loved one. Like, right? 
fucking disgusting behavior. Sorry. <laughs> and when it was finally time to lay her body to rest, many noticed her head had a strange, like, looseness to it. Huh. Uh, I want to reiterate the fact that he was, like, messing around with pillows constantly throughout the wake. And Gave her a back and stiff, forth, like, high-necked With a veil and, and a scarf. scarf. Ah, jinx. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Oh, wait, uh, Rose, I gotta say your name so you can keep talking. Zoe. I said your name. You're good. <laughs> we have a podcast to record. We got shit to do. <laughs> I'll be petty Aren't later. getting done. <laughs> okay. So, um, she would go on to be buried at the, this is still standing today, by the way, at the Soul Chapel Methodist Church Cemetery, which still stands off of I-64 and it's I know the exact location, and it's the exit 156. If you ever wanted to go see it, there you go. Go no pay one... her some actual respect. Literally, though. Not some fake-ass bullshit. Don't go, like, messing around just to, oh, I heard this in a podcast, and then go see it. <laughs> no, if you're going to go, be respectful. Maybe bring, like, an offering or something, a little candle, a little something-something. I don't know. Be nice, okay? Don't just do this for the jokes. Don't be a stupid teenager. If you would do it when you were a teenager, don't do it now. <laughs> the fact that, like, I do have to tell myself sometimes. The impulsive thoughts, man. Anyways. So, no one brought too much attention to Edward's behaviors. They all took it as his way of grieving her. After all, he had just become a widower. Again, only a mere three months after becoming wed. Um, that is, no one really paid any mind to him other than Mary Jane Hester, which can I just say Mary Jane, love that name, I think it's hilarious, but that was Elva's mother. So, now, Mary never really cared much for Edward, though she never really seemed to figure out why. Again, take this as a note mm. to always trust your intuition. Mothers know. Mother knows best, that's how fast I leave you. Sorry. <laughs> take it from your mom, mother's best. <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> he just rubbed her the wrong way, if you will. Just bad vibes all around. I think it's also important to note that Elva was Mary's only daughter and her best friend. They had spent most of their lives in Richland, Virginia, two hours away from where she had lived now. And it must have pained Mary a great deal when her daughter had decided to move and start a new life with a man who was often called Trout, of all things. You like, know, what's it like to have a good relationship with I, Yeah, actually, I can't relate. My God. <laughs> we were just talking about my motherhood, my mother trauma too. Anyways, uh, we were both kind of. I don't have stuff, mommy, but I, I mean, I have mommy issues and daddy. I issues. was gonna say, I got both. I got parent issues. <laughs> <laughs> I have anyone who's older than me issues. <laughs> I have authority issues. No, because I, I do. I don't like an authority figure. I, I really either. don't. Like, I hate confrontation, but if someone of authority, like, calls me out and I know I'm not in the wrong, my God, am I going to rip you an ear Right, I'm like, going to argue my goddamn case. Fuck you. I don't care if I argue like a damn 12-year-old. I'm going to argue. I don't care if I'm in between sobs because I cry when I'm angry. Oh, listen, I'm going to be I'm yelling. kind of, you know the, um, you go low, I'm going to go lower thing? That's me 100%. Honestly, I hate that that's true. You're gonna throw, if you're gonna throw some petty ass comment, I'm gonna throw the worst pettiest comment you've ever seen. Right, and listen, of. I'm an introvert. I hear a lot of things. <laughs> Fucking I am observant and I listen, bro. I, will, I am. I will figure out your insecurities and I'm gonna point them out and I'm gonna No, make that's you the feel Capricorn me. in me. 
I think just the stubbornness is the Taurus in me. The whole, I'm not going down, it's not swinging. You're going to hear it from the me. The Capricorn in me says, ooh, they slighted you, so end them. Yeah, literally them. <laughs> and the Slytherin in to me To me, says, it's just, I know I'm right, and I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to let anyone tell me otherwise, so you're going to fucking hear me the fuck out, whether you like it or not. I don't care if I'm screaming at you through a closed door, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and you're going to hear it. I will make sure. So, Mary clearly just had a mother's intuition that Edward had something to do with her daughter's death. Now, it is also important to mention that as a religious person, Mary did not believe in ghosts. She did, however, pray and pray and pray for her daughter's return night after night. And to her surprise, her prayers were answered, though admittedly probably not how she meant it to. Her daughter actually ended up coming and appearing to Mary's bedside one night, appearing in the dark room as a bright aura. You mean that never fucking stops? I am not ready to have my child come Mm -hmm. and just, like, come into my room and stand by my bed and be Mm -hmm. like, Mom, mother, mother dear. And, like, have me just, like, freak out and actually, like, and it never stops. I'll never get away from it. Apparently not, yeah. So she appeared in the room as a bright aura, and Elva would go on to explain the horrible night of her death. She told her mother how when Edward had came home, he was very upset and that he was the one that murdered her. So there's some discrepancies here. I'm going to go with what I believe, you know, happened. So there was a total of four visits. Now, some say that the first visit she explained all of this. But I don't think that's true because if she had explained it all, the mother would have gone to the authorities right away. And she waited till there was four visits in total. So I think what happened was the first visit, she mentioned that it was her husband. The second visit, she explains that he had temper tantrums and it wasn't the first time that he had put hands on her. See, when I first heard this case, it sounded to me as if she was like doing her best. But it takes a lot of energy. You've That's just what I was passed thinking. away. So you yeah, a lot of them say that she explained there. this whole thing in one in the first visit. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me though, because why would her spirit still be continuously coming back to her? Like her mom's gonna believe her. She's not just gonna be right. like, okay, you visited me once. I don't believe you. You know, right? Like and if, it, it just takes. If so I had seen that, I would have just gone the first time I heard it. I would, right. you know. So I think what happened was the first one, she explained that it was her husband. Second one explained that it wasn't the first time he had put hands on her. Third visit, she explained how it happened. And then the fourth is what I'm going to explain, which is the whole thing. So she explained how that when Edward had come home, he had expected a full feast of a meal. She explained, again, this is like Victorian era, so I'm going to explain some foods that we might not even, whatever. She explained that she served apple butter, a variety of preserves, as well as some good bread. Okay, if I remember correctly, she wasn't feeling good. Yeah, she wasn't feeling well. That's literally the whole reason he had the boy check on her or whatever. Sorry, I just had to clarify that for Also, another thing that pisses me off is he went and told the kid to check if she needed anything from the market. Right? We're going to get into this. Mm -hmm. Just reiterating the fact that he asked if he needed anything from the market. However, she hadn't cooked any meat, and this is what enraged Edward. If you're asking what she needs from the market, what if she needed meat and you're mad because she didn't cook it? Well, maybe she didn't have any. Do you fucking think of that? Also, why don't you just take care of your own fucking wife instead of having a child? Yeah, why are you going to this person's house? 
Like, if I had errands to run, my significant other is sick at home, I'm not going to sit here and dilly-dally, oh, I'm going to go visit my friend's house, stop for coffee, go get this, go do right. that. Like, no, I'm going to go get some shit, maybe some extra sit and medicine to make them feel better, and I'm going to come home yeah. and I'm going to make sure they're okay. I'm not going to be sending some 12-year-old to go, hey, go check on my wife for me, I got some shit to do. Like, no. No. So, due to this, he fell into a tantrum, in a full fit of rage. He placed his hands on either side of her neck. One swift and tight jerk, he dislocated her neck, leaving her lifeless body on the floor. She also explained to her mother that this was not the first time, again, that he had laid hands on her. Edward was known to have a terrible temper, and despite Elva's attempt, there was no reasoning with him. And as someone who has been with... Right. I've been in some domestic abuse situations myself. It's hard. It's hard. And for anyone who ever judges anyone for not leaving, shut the fuck up because trauma bonding is a real thing and well, it is and hard to break. You don't know what you're gonna. I've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. You don't but know, I know what people you, who have, especially like so with my situation specifically. I was with this person for like a year before right. anything ever even started to be weird, and like the craziest things that he did to me didn't happen until three years in. Right. And I'm the kind of person, I always tell everyone, I'm going to wait four years until I marry someone because statistically you're 70% less likely to get a divorce if you marry after four years. So, like, to me, it's crazy to think that one more year with him and I would have been ready to marry this person. And And they did some fucked up shit to me. It's because they show you who you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They trap They're good you. at manipulating. They isolate you from everybody you hold And for dear. me specifically, I got a lot and of, like, start. love depletion. So I went yeah. from nothing, like, cut off everyone, don't, like, I'm mad at you, whatever, whatever. And then, like, completely love-bombed. And that's how they get you. It's, like, literally, yeah. it's like drugs. You get addicted like drugs. You get spikes of dopamine, and they do it on purpose, and then they bring you down. I was, well, like, you know, emotionally you abused. And, yeah. with that... It, you're much and if you, more especially likely. Especially if you grow up in a chaotic environment, you're much more likely to stay in a chaotic environment because it's comfortable to you. Right. It's what and like, you even know. now, even now in a healthy relationship, I still find myself like freaking out sometimes because I don't know Same. how to deal with a healthy relationship because right. I'm not it's used to scary. it. It's scary. Like, I flinch sometimes. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm not going to hurt you. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not like, used to this. That's one of the things. I don't know. I hate when people are like, well, you should have just left. Okay. It's Tell that, that to the easy. women who did leave and ended up, and ended dead. up dead. Yeah. Like, especially, like, thing. in my case, too, I was being stalked. Like, I was being harassed. Like, they would follow me to work. Right. If I told them I was hanging out with someone and they didn't believe me, you better believe they're going to show up checking my location all the time. Like, I even after, even after we had broken up, this person was still checking my location and spam calling me. And I was scared. And so, yeah, yeah. I answered and I said stuff and I tried to make them feel better. It's scary. It's a scary situation, especially because you don't know what's going to make that person go on the edge. You right. don't know what their limit is. And if they've already done these things to you, what's to stop them from doing worse to you? I'm going to put this out there because I don't know anybody's situation. But if you try to leave and he says, I'm going to kill myself if you leave, leave. That's what happened to me. Because if he and does, it is not your for a fault. Bit. But yeah. And likely he is bluffing. Yeah. Mine sent pictures of self harm, but didn't actually. But like definitely threatened on yeah. at least three different occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Like that I'm finally is... out of that situation now, by the way. <laughs> Thank I'm goodness. Good. I'm A okay. <laughs> Safe. But anyways. Domestic violence is not If you want to like learn more about domestic violence, I'm gonna like throw them in here but morbid a true crime podcast um elena did a whole episode on domestic violence and like how it starts mm-hmm. how it progresses 
you know. Yeah. So like, go also look it probably up if you put want. some hotline numbers. Yeah, down she did. And, yep. Yeah. There's. It's just there's very so many resources. I will so openly admit, uh, for a long time I was that person that was like, just yeah, leave. Yeah. Like, oh, if that ever happened to me, I would just hit them mm-hmm. back. Because I can be kind of aggressive sometimes. <laughs> but, like, that's not always the case. Yeah. As I mentioned last time, As some learned... people have fight, some people have flight. I have freeze. Some people will just freeze and you don't know what to do. Well, and there's fun And then there's also. processing, too. Like, yeah. if it happens and you, like, especially if you don't believe that this person could ever do anything, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that was weird. Maybe they just had a bad day. You're going to boil it down to something that it's not. Right. You're going to sit there and make excuses for it. Because that's what I did for a really long time. I'd make yeah. excuses like, oh, they're just having a bad day. Oh, he's just upset because this happened at work. Oh, this, this is just because... They just had something happen to them. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for it. Never. No. Never, never, never. But and moving along. they oh. don't even have to physically touch you. If they're oh, punching yeah. holes in walls and slamming doors, or that even, is intimidation. Even emotional and, like, psychological. Like, I actually found this fucking person was psychotic. I literally have a handwritten note from this person saying, I intentionally, psychologically, and emotionally manipulated you. They knew what they were doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. They, they do yeah. it on purpose. They don't yeah. care if they, they'll admit it, too. Maybe not to other people, but they'll admit it to you. Yeah, because they know you don't have anybody anymore. And that's They've what they isolated you from at the people first, you for care me, about. That's exactly what happened. At first, it was, oh, your mom seems like she's kind of a bitch. You should cut yeah, her off. Yeah, that's the thing. They do it in the guise mm-hmm. of, like, I care about you. And yep. I want you to get away mm-hmm. from the toxic people mm-hmm. in your life. Oh, Little do you know, they, I'm always the talking, most toxic. It sounds like they're always talking crap about you. You should not be friends with them. And I listen. I listened. Yeah. I did. And then I had no one. And then they would, they would do the same thing and... Like, I would have to ask for hugs and kisses because they would be pissy about it. And mm-hmm. then they would love bomb me. And then I'd be like, oh, I, I'm loved. Oh, he loves me. Like, oh, my God, this and that. And then it was just the cycle going back and yeah. forth. And then this it slowly is, gets worse. In case you could not tell, this is something I'm very passionate about, even though I've never been in that situation. Because so many people, you, you know somebody or have known I somebody who's like been in that in situation. Five, one in five women in relationships are dealing with. I think it's one yeah. in five, maybe one in seven, but it's definitely like a number that kind of surprises me like, yeah. even to this day. Like it's you probably ridiculous. know someone in your life that is going through something. If you and don't you know might not them even now. Know. And I am telling you now, we are good at hiding the abuse. Yeah. I was abused for three years by this person and I only told my best friend about it and e- like even she didn't know the full extent of what was going on. Like, mm-hmm. we are good at lying and masking and hiding it, and we don't want people to know we're embarrassed. Like, it does feel embarrassing. Like, I know now, obviously, I should have reached out and, you know. Right. And but I they will make that you feel happens. like you're but it crazy. Definitely, it definitely is the whole, they try to make you, oh, you're just a victim mindset. It's the gaslighting. Oh, you're just acting like, oh, I could be doing this, so I could be worse. It could be worse. And then it makes you think, and you're like, okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're not beating me, so, like, I'm fine, <laughs> you know? It's right. Like, oh, you just had a bad day, and you called me a name. Okay, whatever. But no. Shit's not okay, especially if it's repetitive. Especially if it's repetitive. Yeah. Anyways, that's another mm-hmm. um, little PSA. <laughs> yeah. Don't but something we are equally as passionate about And don't be quiet. As... If you see something happening, if you hear something happening, don't just sit there. Don't just sit there. I agree with the whole fact that you can't force someone to leave until Do you know they're what ready, I think? but they're not going to realize they have to leave until someone's pointing shit out. Anyways. With one swift and tight <laughs> jerk, he We're dislocated back. her neck, leaving her lifeless body on the floor. She also explained to her mother that this was not the first time Edward had laid his hands on her. 
Edward was known to have a terrible temper, and despite Elva's attempts, there was no reasoning with him. After explaining all of this, Elva's apparition was gone. This one, this part says only to return for four consecutive nights, but we established what I think truly happened. But she would also go on to explain how Edward had broken her neck, only this time describing that it had snapped at the first joint. This was a weird tidbit I found, but I think it's kind of interesting to include. But it says to further drive her point, it is said that the apparition turned her head 180 degrees to prove how broken her neck yeah. was. Yeah. Which just gives me the If my daughter appeared to me as a ghost and turned her head all the way around, I'm shitting myself. Yeah, you can't I'm be shitting pulling. myself. I need you to not do the headless neck thing. You can you can tell me and I will get justice for you, but you do not need to yeah. you do not need to do all that. Mommy Funny. doesn't need the proof. Mommy just believes you. Mommy believes it. Yeah. Um, Mary would then pay a visit to prosecutor attorney John Preston in Louisville, which was just over three hours from where Mary had lived at the time. Which again, you're not gonna travel this distance for nothing. Like right. three hours in the Victorian era, you have to pack like a little lunch, you have to pack that's that's three hours there and then three hours back, mind you. So this is mm-hmm. a whole day of just going somewhere. So John would go on to dismiss her tales as a grief fueled illusion. Mm-hmm. That her brain was simply playing tricks on her. God, this mother's just grieving her daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, he did note that J.M. Knapp, the coroner, did not conduct a thorough investigation. And with this, he did ultimately request that Elva's body be ex- exhumed as soon as possible. So, Doctors Knapp, which why they kept the original coroner, I don't know. But Doctors Knapp, Rupert, they and McClung, only had, like, I mean, fair, actually. That's corners. actually very fair. That's <laughs> they very probably fair. had, like, the town coroner and then, and like, then, like the a couple nearby, others. Yeah, yeah. nearby areas. But Doctors Knapp, Rupert, and McClung would be the ones conducting and overseeing the second examination. Edward would keep his composure during the bottom half of said inspection, but became visibly anxious once they reached her torso area, especially <laughs> nearing the neck and the head. <laughs> and to everyone's dismay, finger-shaped bruises were located on her neck, <gasps> as well what? as a crushed windpipe. And exactly as mentioned by Elvis Spirit, her neck had been broken in between the first and second vertebrae. So, a coroner's inquest was held on March 1st of 1897. Which, hold on. I want you guys to understand how much force. force. Oh, my that God. It w- she said it was a jerk. Mm-hmm. How Just a much twist and jerk. force that would take. Mm-hmm. Think about how it's much force and think about the amount of rage that would I mean, require that have, much force. To even have, like, the indent, like individual fingers bruising on her neck morbid says this all the time but like to strangle somebody is like so personal yeah because you have to watch them them. you are watching you have to mm. like i don't want to say a crime of passion but like it kind of has to be yeah you're so in personal space like you could practically kiss this person and you were watching and yourself drain the life out. exactly and like this was like a quick but like strangulation is not quick yeah typically takes at least five to i think i read like 15 minutes yeah it can be like really a painful experience you have to put so much like i don't think i would even have the strength to really strangle someone like no it's Anyways. He was a blacksmith, though, so he obviously was right. He's with got a lot of heavy items. And, yeah. 
So Edward, I already read that part, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I keep interrupting. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so she also had a crust, uh, yeah. Crust windpipe, yep. yep. So a coroner's inquest was held on March 1st of 1897, in which Edward claimed no involvement in his wife's death. His trial would begin on June 30th of 1897. <laughs> Who the fuck else was there, my guy? Yeah, like, actually. <laughs> the uh, fuck? You didn't let anybody... <laughs> you... Okay, anyway. <laughs> Dumb fucking idiots. But... Yeah. Oh. Bro. Like, actually, you, they, they got you, bro. Oh like, they God. got you. <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> I just want to mention that his trial began... June 30th, 1897, I mean. Three months after the coroner's inquest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another three months. So three months after being wed. uh, I think it was three months after the coroner's inquest, and I think we have one more. The three hours away. You know what, though? Contrary to popular belief, three is not only a bad thing. Oh, I like, never think of it as a no, bad thing. But like the threes are only like if you're if even you believe six, in like six isn't yeah inherently a bad thing. Right. That's only I hate with when, some religions. Oh my god, I hate when people fucking pull the devil card and they're talking about you have a bad No, that's not what it is. It's not no. It's about temptation, um, my guy. It's about temptation. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's it fine, is. it's fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. Um during yeah, during uh, his trial, he would continuously insist that it was nothing more than just the repercussions of a spiteful mother-in-law. Nothing less, nothing more. It's crazy, my guy. It's wild. You're always I almost victim. believe it. No, I'm just kidding. Edward go- would go on to hire lawyers William Reekler as well as James Gardner, which, fun facts with Rose. <laughs> James was actually the first black lawyer to practice in a court in Virginia. So. Hmm. Not not to be devil's advocate, but I guess good on him for hiring the first black lawyer. But anyways, I digress. During his trial, it would come to light that Elva was not his first wife. And quite frankly, not even his second. Here's the craziest part. Edward's first wife had left him due to physical abuse. And his second <gasps> wife died under odd and mysterious circumstances as well. It's almost like history repeats itself or something. Hmm. There seems to be a common denominator here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is that? And while John, the prosecutor attorney, was hesitant to have Mary on the stand, there was nothing he could do to stop her. She went up and yeah. told her story, knowing how ridiculous she must have sounded to the court, but she persisted in hopes of getting justice for her daughter. She told her story, or rather her daughter's story on her behalf, seeing as she knew details of the death no one else did, and living three hours away from the side of the scene, they listened. Right, because there's no way... <laughs> so the jury would end up being gone for an hour and ten minutes weighing these stories heavily. Upon their return, Edward Shue would be found guilty of murder in the first degree and would be sentenced to life in prison. Edward would die on March nineteenth sorry, March thirteenth, nineteen hundred, at the age of thirty nine, only three years into his sentence. Two more threes, because thirteen is oh my God. Thirty nine. Oh thirty nine. Yeah. Anyways, the shoe's home where Elva was murdered still stands today. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but in Algony Foothills Forest near Raynell, Virginia. Her mother, Mary Jane Hester, would die in September of 1916, 19 years after her daughter's death. And this is actually kind of weird. Maybe we'll link a picture. I might post it on the Instagram when we post this episode, but... If um, Rose remembers. Yeah, I, I'm trying, guys. <laughs> 
I forget. Okay. Life is crazy. Yeah. Whilst in prison, Edward had drawn like a really eerie picture of him and Elva. No, I know. It's, it's fucking gross. It's fucking, I, I hate that. Uh, oh, it's eerie. Uh, now, there is a plaque commemorating the fact that she was the first spirit to be allowed to testify in court, and it reads as follows. Interred in nearby cemetery as Zona Hester Shue, her death in 19, 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account, and Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. It's the only known case in which testimony from a ghost has helped convict a murder. And that is also still standing today, and you can go see it if you wanted to, or live near the area. Right. But trust your gut. <laughs> trust your fucking gut. Yeah. Trust your freaking gut. That's all I gotta say. And men, mm. keep your hands to your damn self. Literally. Like, just, it's not that hard. Like, don't be with someone if you don't love them. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Literally never a reason to put your hands on a female. Or anybody, Unless they're, really. like... I get, okay, if they're murdering you, you have to... Right, like, but, that's a caveat. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> don't... Like, obviously, don't... Go take it out on a punching bag yeah. or something. Find a healthy way to deal with that anger. And that goes for women, too. Yes. Abuse is never okay. Yeah. Domestic violence is never and not okay. not just males, not just... Yeah. But maybe let's use our noggins. Stay safe. If you feel an ick, if you feel a bad vibe, stay away. And if you are being abused, it is not your fault. And it's not embarrassing, and it is okay to reach out to help. I promise you, the people that you used to care about, that you've had to, like, isolate from because your significant other has convinced... They they would rather Mm -hmm. just be mad at you and have you safe. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. There are resources. There are a lot of, like, community resources. Mm -hmm. It's not embarrassing. It's... I, like... I understand, like, I know when I was in the relationship, it felt embarrassing to try and reach out, but, like, in hindsight, I would much rather be a little bit embarrassed and feel, at the end of the day, safe than to continuously be scared for my life or be right. scared that they're going to show up and do something. And, like, there's hotlines. Mm-hmm. When I post the episode, I'll try and put some hotlines in the show notes. hmm There's always people who will help. And if the per- first person you reach out to doesn't help, keep reaching out. Someone and please, will listen. please do not take your own life because you feel like nobody is listening Somebody or nobody cares. understands. Or I think I'll try and put um, the domestic violence hotline and mm-hmm. the suicide, suicide hotline. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, if you have questions, concerns, um, suggestions, yeah, stories. suggestions, need any witchy advice from me or Rose. Um, or even if you want to talk to Marvel with me for like an hour, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, maybe if we get enough followers, we could do an Instagram live. Oh, that would be so much fun. Um, I would love to do that. Or maybe we could even do TikTok too if we post. We should eventually. Start <laughs> yeah. We don't. I think since we do everything in like batches, it would be kind of hard. Yeah, we, we would, would have, have to have like our own. Not, like, our own account, but, like, our own videos or, like, some kind of section way. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I could start posting some, like, tarot stuff or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. We can post, like, witches beginner guides. We could definitely do that. We could, like, try and do better than witch talk. Yeah. (laughs) What witch talk should be. (laughs) Literally. 
Not just stuff we found off of Pinterest and are now oh acting God, like we came I up freaking, with I do not, anything I see with a Pinterest on it, I don't trust, honestly. Like, it, that's like a red flag for me when it comes to witchy things. Yeah, like, it's okay to get an idea from Pinterest, but mm-hmm. then you have to research. Do your research. Do your research. Please do your research with um, the love of deities, yeah. gods, and all that is good. So anyways. Or whatever you believe in. We love you. Do our love. You are worthy of being loved. It is. Please ask for help if you need it. It is always okay to ask for help. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye, girls. Goodbye.